I pushed the button. You have pushed the button. I pushed it. Initiating podcast. Yes. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris And what's up everybody? Welcome to the Frat Chat Podcast. How are you doing, Mr. Mo? What's up, man? I'm good. Happy Halloween. Yeah, and welcome back. To the show, my friend. I kind of hate to admit it, but I missed your face. Yeah, and you know what? Our fans missed it, too. Ooh, and by fans, you mean fan. Maybe. But I do think that we are, we're, we're better together than separately. Yeah, because we are best friends. It's a gay one. It's a Hispanic <laughs> one. We come together and make the world a happy place. We Can I tell you guys, I have a habit of, Carlos asks me how I'm doing, but never ask him how he's doing. Carlos, how are you? I am doing fantastic, my friend. Um, I'm ready for Halloween, man. I got my I got my cool costume. Yeah, the Wayne's World action. It looked it looked amazing. Yeah, party on. I was a bunny. Cool. I like to think a sexy bunny, but just a bunny. Um, so I can definitely hear. Um, a lot of cars out. It sounds like it's racing outside. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? Can I tell you that back in the day? My friend and I, we were so young, we would sneak to the car racing on Ritchie Highway. Oh, yeah. And um, it was it was like Fast and Furious. I was going to say, this is right after the Fast and the Furious movie. Um, I think it's before. Um, I think it was before. And we used to sneak up there and all these cars, like they would lift up the hood and they would have like all these like neon lights and like, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at, but it was just, it was just so pretty. Oh my God, these lights are beautiful. I hope your car is super fast. (laughs) But we would bet money on like cars and stuff and uh, we never really won anything, but it was just fun because we felt like we were being bad, you know? Right, right. And you feel so manly when you're like checking. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, that's a, the carburetor. Yeah, sick man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the oil goes in there. Okay, (laughs) nice. What you got under that hood? A, a Hemi. Whoa, you can't call me that. <laughs> exactly. I said Hemi, not homo. <laughs> <laughs> All the good old days. Um, also, we just came to a very, very fantastic award ceremony. Yes, and I had no idea how big we were in, in Asia. Um, we have quite the following, and I, I want to thank our Asian listeners yes. for, for listening to us and, and inviting the us. People in Japan, uh, arigato, thank you so much. Uh, also in Singapore, and we got, a, we got a couple in China. I don't know. I don't know who it is. Well, whoever us. it is is important because they invited us to the Golden Oak Award Ceremony held by the Asian American TV and Film Alliance uh, here in New York. We just got back from it. And it was pretty much like the um, uh, Asian American Oscars. But everyone was so nice and we we made a lot of friends and I hope you enjoyed our social media. Yes. I'm sorry I was late. And honestly, I just appreciate the support and the love and the fact that the show's grown enough that we're getting invited to things now. Yeah. So keep it up, guys. Some people knew who we were. Yeah, we're And not just because you were the only two white people there. <laughs> and I'm not even white. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> that just shows something. Let me ask you something. Can you can you hail a cab easily? No. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They see me next to you, and they're like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how I, that's, how I, that's how you determine someone's uh, ethnicity, yeah, people, whether or not they can hail a cab. People, people usually expect me to be driving the cab, you know? It's like, what are you doing? You should be at work? Like, come on, man. Oh, man. Come on, Pedro. <laughs> well you can say it i can't say it because yeah, exactly. i want to be on snl one day right right yeah i was gonna say snl <laughs> can't kick us out now the asians love us now i know the asians love us and we love them um how how was um your halloween party it was fun from what i can remember it was fun however i need to take like a drinking sabbatical now my friend because after our truth or dare episode which you can check out on the French chat podcast archives oh you were smashed boom i was wrecked and then i had to go to the wedding of moonlife uh creator and owner and official show sponsor which had a very fantastic open bar policy which means i was quite shit-faced myself congratulations period stain (laughs) and also make sure that as a fantastic wedding present you guys buy lots and lots of moonlife Check them out at themoonlife.com. Follow them on all social media at The Moonlife Clothing. And make sure you use our promo code FRATCHAT in all caps to get 10% of your next order. Anyways, other than that, what's up with you? I, I loved I loved the interview with your mom, but I can tell that she just doesn't like fraternities. My you know what? She just, um, I think that I made her so nervous. She'd be like, what are you doing this this week? Um, I don't know yet. And then once I know, I can't tell you. It's like a fraternity thing. <laughs> but I would come home, like, just exhausted or bruised. <laughs> She's like, what's wrong? Huh, on my knees? Well, I had to get in. You, 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 you uh, determine your skills, so what you're good at, and you, you hone in on it, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you, I can suck a golf ball through a garden hose, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, Mom. No, I can't. I really don't. I have a, I have a gag reflex. I hate things. I don't like a lot of stuff in my mouth. That's why I don't, I don't eat sushi. I don't eat a lot of sushi because it's too much to put in my mouth. And and one of the reasons why I joined our fraternity was because uh, they donated a lot of money to Alzheimer's research, but my mom was not impressed. Not at all. I think we could have solved cancer, and she would have been like, well, you still could have done it without joining a fraternity, you know? Yeah, but, she was not but having it. cool, Mom. Like, where'd you get that? What can you do? God. It is what it is. God. Um, so, I recently we were discussing Halloween. And Carlos has a really fun story about Halloween, and he was telling me as if I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, you were there, but were you there? Were you in the same matching costume? No. But you know what, though? I think that... Are you again? I just want, I just want our... Issues? I just want our listeners to know that I am very close to age in Carlos. So close that we were both in high school when the D.C. Sniper was taking out people in our home state of Maryland. That's right. Um, some of us were in the beginning stages of high school, and some of them were towards the very end. But a four-year span isn't that much. Well, just because you were held back three years. Simo <laughs> couldn't pass the reading test. Simo, <laughs> Simo, the SATs came out for the verbal section. You looked like Shaq at the foul line. Just like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I met Shaq in the Starbucks line in, in New York. How do you meet everybody? That's awesome. Because he has an eyewear line, and I went to the oh, Vision Expo. I looked up, and I was like, oh my god. And the only words that could come out of my mouth was Shazam. 
<laughs> I was like, oh wow. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about tell me about your. So we're having, yeah, we're gonna have a spooky Halloween edition episode. Whoa. I'm so scared. The first we can I'm tell so you. I'm so scared right now. Time, Simo saw a vagina. Whoa! I saw a few. <laughs> they comes in lots of shapes and sizes and scents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some good. Some <laughs> All were pretty uh, gross to me. <laughs> No, but I loved, honestly, Halloween in college is one of my favorite things because when we went to college, I will say that there was a huge Halloween culture. So, I mean, the parties were always great, but there was an area in the downtown side of things where it was just like a square mile of just bars. And it was like this cool cobblestone, old like brick area. And people would just like walk down the streets in their outfits hammered. Like there would be like thousands of people there. And so, the, as pledges, we were sent to go there in our super cool matching costumes, and we were an army of the 300 soldiers, which is honestly my favorite outfit. Describe the costumes. Well, <laughs> we were wearing uh, tidy And we'll post pictures later. Yes, yeah, so we were wearing tidy whities that we uh, dyed ourselves in the color red. And what did you stuff in yours? Well, I mean, you, the thing is, you're wearing tidy whities you got no pockets, but I needed to carry my wallet, I needed to carry my keys, I had to drive down there. I need a lot of things. So I put them all in a sock, which I then put them right in my front penile area, because it also kept things warm. It was chilly, man. Like, it gets cold around Halloween. And we are walking around in tidy whities and a cape that was just uh, bed sheets. So very thin. But the cool thing about the costume is that we also had lances and a shield that we made out of uh, sleds, like the cheap $10 ones from Walmart. But you could carry alcohol under the shield because you could hide it and no one would see it. So, like I said, I had to drive there, so I was sober until we pulled the car and parked. And what I would do in those times of pledging was I would get a bottle of Port Royal rum, which is... Ooh, as I say that, like gagging here. It's, it's Ooh, me $8 too. for a handle. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I would buy two two liters of Coke. I would empty half of them out and you know, dump half of them out and then fill, top them off with the rum. And I gave one of the bottles to one of the Pledge Brothers to take in a car and then I kept the other one. And as soon as I pulled in, I started chugging that thing. And then for most of the remainder of the night, I was just drinking that as I walked around. Fast forward, you know, we're actually getting a lot of attention for the outfit, we even made strength. It, there's there's something to be said that the strength in numbers. And there were so... 16 of us plus like the president plus another guy. So there's 18 of us all dressed yeah. in 300. This was like a couple months after the movie came out, so it was huge. So everybody knew what it was. Sparta! And we had the cheers down. And they would do what is your profession? Oh, oh, oh! And it was fucking badass. And yeah. we were marching. We really took it to heart. And then we were, I mean, we were hammered. So we were all method actors by that point. Um, fast forward though, and somehow I got separated. I was walking. Yeah, I was smoking a cigarette. That's why. I, so I light up a cigarette and I get a little separated from my group and I'm just like last and I'm kind of just enjoying everything. All of a sudden though, I see this kid who bumps into me and he's wearing what I think is a Peter Pan outfit because he's wearing tights. It's green tights with the little hat, and, you know, same shit. And so then he bumps into me and I say, excuse me. And then he said something like, 
fuck you, faggot. And it was like, whoa. And so I was like, cool, what are, what are you, Peter Pan? Peter Pansy. And he's like, no, we're men, Robin Hood men in tights. So I start laughing, really. But then I go to walk away. I just think it's... I really try to, like, let diffuse the situation just walk away. See, I, I thought they were from the that video game Zelda. Remember oh, yeah, Link? could have also been Zelda. That's what I thought. They I thought it was... It's not no. wrong to confuse those three. They all look the same fucking thing. But anyways, the dude goes to hit me. And, I mean, he was also half my size. So to be honest, I didn't even know what the fuck he was trying. But I was just drunk enough where this was all, like, a reaction. I leaned back just enough... Where he missed me. And then I had the shield on my hand, you know, like still on my arm. And so I like backhanded him and hit him with the shield while I still had a cigarette in my mouth. And just like popped him, you know? And it wasn't like super hard. It was just enough to back him up and like be like, yo, motherfucker, you know? like. But then all of a sudden I see that he's not alone. At the time I just thought it was just him, you know? And then I look over and then he'll see his like pledge brothers are running at me. Fight. I didn't even have to say anything though. I guess somebody saw it from our guys because next thing I know, our guys are coming too. And they- Like soldiers. Yeah, literally. They line up next to me and I don't know if it was the rum, I don't know what the fuck it was, but everybody put their shields up like the movie and literally like the fucking Robin Hood Men in Tights kids all ran at us and could not move the shields. Like they crash onto the shields. And from then on, since there were so many of us, we had a line behind us. It was like eight with shields and eight in the back who we were swinging over the shields <laughs> and like cracking fucking kids in the head. One kid got cracked with a lance on his head and these were like cheap ones, so it's not like, you know, no one's gonna get a concussion or anything. Yeah. But it was more like insult to injury or they just couldn't do anything. And the cops came and separated the whole thing for a second. And it's like, if I see any fucking kids again fighting, I'm gonna, you guys are gonna go to jail. Fast forward like 15 Been minutes. there, done that. It's not that bad. Fast forward like 15 more minutes and then we run into them again. So it's like round two. Ding, 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 ding. Same thing. They came running at us, shields up. They just could not break the fucking line of the fence. So it was amazing. It, I would say we won with flying colors that day. It was the most ridiculous, stupid story, but that was so fun. And as a pledge, it really like... I have to say, it gave me love for the chapter because I got—I even got calls the next day. Like I heard you stuck up for for yourself and for us from our pledge dad, and like they were like, I thought I was gonna get in trouble. Like, Good job. We appreciate that you take care of. I have, I have to say, I I witnessed this, um, and it was really remarkable to see everyone. Oh, oh. Yeah, it was. Like, cool. It was. Uh, they were definitely the center of attention. Um, you should have gone with the with the men in tights kids after though, because weren't you a box of tissues? Oh my gosh. The one... Okay, so I was really upset that particular day because no one told me there was, like, a theme. And so my friend and I came as boxes of tissues, <laughs> which was uh, really looked like a cool costume. But um, I couldn't get into any bars because they were like, you're too big. I couldn't even get in the doorway. But how did you, neither of you think about this? You guys were legally able to go to those bars. You hadn't been there. That was my first time there. Like, those were giant boxes. You guys were, like, obnoxiously large. We wore boxes with suspenders, and we painted on the boxes um, the word puffs similar to the Kleenex brand. And there was, like, I mean, when you see the, the box itself, it's quite clear what you are. But otherwise, it looks like Doc from Back to the Future 
with just a random box on him. It's like, <laughs> it's like if he fucked a, a washing Because of my machine, hair. And there you go. Like, yeah, you had, like, white hair. And then we had this, like, white sheet as a tissue. And then one of those little um, uh, uh, Peter Pan guys grabbed my sheet and blew his nose in it. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, and knocked him on the ground. I dumped my drink on him. Good. Call him a bitch. Yeah. And then I, then I screamed at him because I was like, now I need a new fucking drink. <laughs> Look at what you made me do. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> I mean, and you weren't even wearing the same costumes as us. You could have just been some random. No, but game. let me tell you, I remember everyone was like, Simo, get the fuck out of the picture. You're ruining it. Because I was like, okay, guys, let's get a group, group photo. Everyone's like, Simo, no, get out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you can see pictures of me just like trying to fit in, but everyone's like, you loser. Story of your life, huh? Yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> my precious. I was so sexy. Oh, Lord. But Halloween also brought upon some not-so-good things. Like, uh, I mean, and this is just not in our chapter, but there is a story, but I have to tell you, this happened after I graduated, and I'm much after you graduated. Oh, thanks. But did I ever tell you a, a, a kid wore blackface? <gasps> oh, yeah. Who was it? Oh, God, his name. You don't know him. Never met him. His name is Chris Moore. That's right. He's a racist. I don't know who that is. No idea. I don't know how he was able to get rid of all these pictures. I honestly tried to find them many times, and social media has been wiped clean of them. He did a good job. But he wore the blackface. He wore an afro, like, completely painted. And this is, like... That's so bad. This is, like, 2012, because I got out 2011. Uh, So, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure by then... PC culture was already starting where it was not acceptable. And it's so bad. He's like the whitest kid ever, too. How do you not know that's bad? That's so bad, dude. Like, I I mean, I was telling about this off air. When I was in high school, we had like spirit week, you know, where you like it's homecoming week. Every day is a different costume or whatever. And um, my class got MTV. And at the time, this was when like 50 Cent, Eminem were like super, super popular. And I was like, I'm going to dress like 50 Cent. And I wore baggy pants, um, a tank top, and like some chains and, the, and a durag and a backwards hat like he would. But never in my fucking life would it have crossed my brain to paint myself black in any way. Like, and at this point, this is like 15 years ago. You know yeah. what I mean? I've been in the country for only a few years, like maybe five, six years. And I knew then that that's wrong. Like, what the fuck? Remember when Megan Kelly got um, fired? Oh, God, yeah. Because she was talking about blackface. She's like, she's like, you know, when I was younger, there's no big deal. Yes, it, it was a big deal then. It's a big deal now. It's always been a big deal. It's never appropriate. What never, ever, ever. Uh, who was that guy that he was the governor? Is he still the governor of Virginia? Uh, um, Northam was his name. Is it Ralph? Yeah, Ralph Northam. And he uh, fell into some cr- controversy when photos emerged from his yearbook. He was in, I don't know if he was in blackface or dressed up like a KKK member. He was one of the two. Do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what, did he just wear that? Like, is this just did? what you do? Is this what, is this what white people do in the South? Just dress up just for fun? Is this a theme party? However, that picture is really racist. That's so bad. Oh my god, here it is. That's it. Oh, that's such a bad thing. That's so that's bad. That's so bad. That's so bad. Soup's racist. Who printed this yearbook? Who edited How that? I don't know. This isn't just him, okay? And that this was the like, medical school yearbook. They, uh, they're smart people. That entire fucking school should be, like, going down for this. Not just him. Like, someone approved this yearbook, okay? Like, 
They submitted this shit, and someone put that on there. Like, come on. I mean, the guy's way wrong. Like, if you Google this, this is so bad. So That's kind of how that kid fucking dressed. Like, the, the really? afro and the really black, like, shoe polish picture. Like, and this was... 2012 like oh that's so that's awful so bad. that's so bad um so remember that guy the, he's our justice on the supreme court brett kavanaugh brett kavanaugh so he was in this fraternity at yale it's called delta kappa epsilon um and that fraternity has been known for being a shitty fraternity um for a lot of instances that were similar to that um and then a few years prior to that it says here uh, in 1967, the New York Times reported on frat branding, the alleged use of a hot branding iron to make a D-shaped scar on new fraternity members. The fraternity's then-president, George W. Bush, stated that there were only cigarette burns, so clearly they're a bunch of winners. Wow. Um, I mean, I Yikes. Why. This wasn't like mandated by the fraternity at all. This was people who chose to do it themselves, but I saw mad people brand themselves. フーキングシティーズ。ハズワンアンドアンヒスキャプストアイシンクイツヒールドアップレディワーイズ。ベンデイエントゥデシェイプオブザフォトニティーシンボルリトリーユーズアライターとゲットハマーアンドゲットア
at this point it was probably a blackout maybe a brown eye. I remember some of it but I did not remember necessarily making out with her it was it was bad that was very but it was fun I think Halloween I don't know what it was about it but it was always a good time to honestly to get laid I don't know if it was because people would drink a little more so everybody's in that mood Everyone's dressed like a freaking skank. Yeah, the sexy outfits definitely help, but Halloween just makes people get like extra weird, like extra, extra funky. Do you have any spooky stories? I was gonna ask you, did you ever see anything weird? I like see people that are convinced like there was a weird shit at college, but I never once saw anything scary. I don't, I don't have any spooky stories from college, but I lived in a haunted building in Chicago. Really? Uh-huh. The building's called The Sovereign. And uh, apparently Al Capone used to kill people in there. Really? Yeah, it used to be like this really, really bougie hotel. And there's tunnels that lead from the hotel out to uh, Lake Michigan. And that's how they would bring uh, alcohol during um, Prohibition. Get out. But they had, uh, so this, this building was really creepy. So I moved in. I was like, oh, wow, what a cool building with a lot of cool history. But I didn't know all like the trauma that occurred. So now it's a bunch of like, like like deluxe studios and you know one bedrooms and you know um happy white people all the happy white people you know uh so um at this particular building when i first moved in there were three units that were boarded up because there's so much paranormal activity really just kept it sealed Wow. Yeah. And so one time I just moved in and this girl was, was, I was trying, I was in line trying to get a package and this girl was freaking out. She's like, please, can someone please come up and check on uh, my neighbor? She's getting beat up. And they said, maybe you're studying too hard because she's a student. And uh, she's like, please. Someone went up with her and then the front desk, the guy was like, "Uh, I don't know how to tell her, but no one's been in that room for like ever. It's sealed. Wow. And I was like, la, 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 la. I don't care nothing about nothing. I just want my package. That's crazy. There's, there's multiple people that have jumped off the top floor. Wow. Isn't that creepy? Did they, were there, did you have any overlying reasons? Because it could just be a good suicide spot. <laughs> um, I, apparently, as I lived there for a, a year, nine months. I broke my lease early because I got creeped out. But. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Um, during my time there, when I first moved in, someone jumped off uh, the top floor, and then right before I moved out, someone jumped. The next tenant jumped off the top floor. That's in the nice. same unit. That's the same unit. Yeah, and one of the reasons why I moved out was because I could hear kids like playing and running up and down the hall at, like three in the morning. And I would open the door and be like, "God damn it! Like, let me find these fucking parents. I'm gonna wring their neck." Uh-huh. But I could never find them. That's scary as shit. It was so creepy. I ever call my mom real early. My mom like, baby, it's so early. I'm like, mama, this shit haunted as fuck. I told her ass to get to the light, and now I got to get to step into a new apartment yeah, building. Fuck that. Especially when it's kids. That makes it even scarier. Ugh. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. actually like what, at my parents' old house, weird shit would happen. One time I was at the bar in college, and my mom called me. And this point's close to last call. So I'm like, the fuck you know and i hit ignore <laughs> and i'm not even thinking that my mom called me at like 1 30 in the morning it might not be something important you know and i text her like at the bar i can't hear what's up and she like fucking texts me call me back you son of a bitch and i call her back and literally she tells me we had the, these masks and there's a it's a venezuelan traditional mask of 
these um, they're they're devil masks, but it's not satanistic in any way. It's just like a tribal thing that there's there's dances and there's all these cool rituals behind it. But she had one hanging up on the wall. Is it like Mayan? No, it's Venezuelan. Mayans is in fucking Mexico, son. Oh, then um, Aztecs? Yeah, no, that's also in Mexico. Oh. You do realize I'm not Mexican, right? I told you he was racist. <laughs> but yet my mom is freaking out because she had one hanging on the wall. And so basically at first she heard banging on the door. Bam, 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 bam. And she like went out down to thinking maybe there's a neighbor had an emergency. She opened the door, there's no one there. And then she comes upstairs and she can feel like a presence. Yeah. And all of a sudden this mask, it didn't fall off. It flew off the wall sideways. Like if someone had just grabbed it and fucking thrown it across the hallway. And she was bugging uh-uh. A different day, like very close to that, she goes to her room and lays down in bed. And my parents, uh, their room had these double doors, and the double doors literally open. And there's no one on the other side of it. Creepy. Our basement. They move? They still live in this house? Uh, no, they moved like two years ago. But, like, I mean, I would experience Yikes. things there too. And in the basement, you could feel like someone was watching you at all. Hell no. And. It got to the point where our dog wouldn't go down there mm. at all. She would refuse to go down there. And my brother brought his dog. He, my brother worked in Africa for a few years. And he brought his dog from Africa to the U.S. And would stayed at her parents' house for a couple of days. And this dog, which had never been exposed to this, no idea. That dog would not go downstairs either. They would both sit at the top of the stairs. And we're like, uh-uh. It's like something crazy was like going on. When we left, it was honestly felt like a weight was lifted off our shoulders because it was really like getting bad towards the end. Yikes. It was crazy. Yeah. Spooky shit like that. I believe in stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I do too. I mean, think about it this way. We, at the end of the day, people say there's a scientific theory that says that you cannot create or destroy energy like that. Like, it just doesn't, you know, energy keeps going. And human beings, we are a fuck ton of energy. Our body has so much energy that I think it's silly to think that when we die, it just ends like that. The Catholic Church does recognize even that there's like weird shit out there. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think, I think a lot of different religions do. Did I tell you about the, your favorite college, the Dartmouth story? How do you say it? Dartmouth? Dart, is it T silent or Dartmouth? I mean, not that pronounced, but kind of Dartmouth. Dart. <laughs> Dart. You just got nonchalantly. You're thinking too hard. Dartmouth. There you go. That's close. Because it's spelled Dart Mouth. Well, yeah. Dartmouth. Dart. Well, now you're saying that you're semi autistic again. But... Okay, tell me about this college. <laughs> so, in the 30s, and I got this from the website, the collegejuice.com. The college Jews. The college Jews. So back in the 30s, Dartmouth's Theta Chi fraternity, which is, is I'm pretty sure they're a big national one to this day, they suffered the tragic loss of nine brothers after a carbon monoxide gas leak. Ever since, there has been a slew of paranormal activity at the site of the old house, such as objects moving on their own, strange apparitions in the windows, and refrigerator contents scattering to places they shouldn't be. 
Oh, wow. There's even a strange occurrence during one of the fraternity's rituals a few decades later when a brother witnessed a group of men in old-fashioned suits cheering on the new members. The group of men disappeared not long, a- not long after he saw them. That's pretty fucking nuts. That's scary. I, now, I'm, I wonder, is, it, is this true or is this the fraternity trying to spell rumors out there to you know make them look cooler? Because it's, I'm not going to lie. If I find out a fraternity deals with ghosts, I'm going to go check out that fucking rush party. That sounds cool. There's actually a cool ghost that I saw at uh, Binghamton University. I don't know why I said university like that. Binghamton University. You and, sound like uh, Trump just now. Mm-hmm. Really? You're not making that up? You sound like Trump just now. Maybe so. I'm getting too much into my Trump impression and we're just melting. Now we're running the same, folks. <laughs> it's just me hanging out with my bad hombres. You got to do the hands, too. It's all with Correct. The hands. <laughs> if I don't do the hands, I actually can't do Trump at all. Like, I have to have the hand. I really? can't, like, sit there and not move and do the Trump voice. I have to be in the full, and, like, the lips kind of start to come out. It's like a whole thing that he just did. That's so interesting, because I can't masturbate without my hands. That's true. Yeah. That's usually why he started taking those yoga lessons. <laughs> 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 but anyways, at Binghamton, there's said to be ghosts all around. Like, at the student radio station, for example. It's said to be haunted by a ghost named Mo Lugham, which is... Sounds like a very old-timey ghost name. And if a DJ can't find an album, Mo is said to lend a helping hand by pushing it off the shelves. A few of the residence halls have regular activity as well, with experiences including textbooks opening on their own, slamming furniture, and ghostly apparition. Uh, an apparition of a student is even said to have sent a janitor falling from a ladder as the ghost passed right through her, which is pretty terrifying. I kind of feel like Mo Lucan sounds like a really like old timey racist ghost. Speaking of ghosts, did you guys know <laughs> that? The minorities. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of um, here, you goddamn uh, straight boy! Like, ah! <laughs> it's a white ghost. Okay, I think we're almost getting to that point. I feel like. I want to share one more thing. I don't have any other ghost stories. Well, this one's cool. Um, Penn State University, home of former child rapist Jerry Sandusky. People oh. don't forget. <laughs> uh, what a what a national treasure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yikes! I bet you he's tossing someone's national treasure in jail right now. Boo! Boo! Let me tell you, child molesters are like the first ones to get murdered. Yeah, they don't do well in prison. Yeah, I don't know. bad news. Subway got his ass kicked in prison. Good. Yeah, the guy and the guy who did it actually, who was in there for murder, by the way, ended up getting like a ton of fan mail after the fact that he was interviewed on it, and it's like, I don't regret it. I do it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh wow! You know, you know people hate you when it's like, good job, murderer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. glad you did that. Keep doing you, killer man. Um, but at Penn State University says one of the most haunted spots on their campus is Schwa Auditorium, where the campus's own paranormal team believes a janitor and female spirit still lurk. They also believe the spirit of industrialist Charles Schwa still resides there, since he loved supporting the theater so much while he was alive. Reports in this theater include strange noises, the sounds of footsteps, feelings of being scratched, and objects moving across the floor. The footsteps, it's crazy because I've seen different stories. Like actually speaking back to my mom, weird shit always happened to her. 
But she had, I believe it was either her grandfather or an uncle that died back in Venezuela when she was a little girl. And his last few days, he was, he was very sick. And his ritual for his last few months, actually, would be he would have like these coughing fits in the middle of the night. So you would hear the coughing, <coughs> and he would get up from bed. You could hear the feet hit the ground, and he would put on his slippers and then kind of pace back and forth and kind of catch his breath and then go back mm -hmm. to sleep. So the day of his funeral, her entire family goes, and she's, she's too young to leave her and her nanny behind at their house. And I shit you not, while the family was burying the, the grandfather or the uncle, um, she heard the fucking coughing start and then heard the feet hit the ground and the slippers and the footsteps. And my mom, as a girl, she knew that she wasn't supposed to be hearing this. Like, this is not supposed to be happening. So she thought maybe she's crazy. She looks up at her nanny. Her nanny is literally crying and praying because she hears it too. Oh, wow. That's fucking nuts, man. Like, I don't know what I would do. That sounds terrifying. You know what? So before my grandfather passed away, not not my Polish one, but my, my um, Native American, um, the the Native American. So he um, <laughs> he um, so he had Alzheimer's, and before my grandma put him in a home because like she she was just so scared to like turn around and have him like turn the stove on and like burn the house down. You know what I mean? Like she couldn't take a shower or anything without worrying about what he was gonna do. So, um, when he lived in, in the house, he would pace up in the hallway all night. And, like, I would wake up to him standing over me and being like, who are you? And I'd be like, Grandma! That's <laughs> like, you better get this old man up out my room. So, that would, like... I went, too, is the thing, because they're confused. Yeah. So, you see some fucking random person. Ah! Like, but luckily, I was so young. Like, if I was, if I was older, maybe he'd be like, uh... So, like, and he, used to, he used to also, like, sit in the rocking chair, and I would wake up, and he'd just be, like, staring at me. I'm like, ugh. That is the scariest So shit. scary. And so then when he got put in the home, I was like, oh, thank God I can go back to my grandma's house again, because I was scared. And then in the home, he would just sit in his rocking chair and just, like, shuffle his feet. And so, like, that's all he did until he passed away. Well, after he passed away, I was staying with my grandma a lot because she was just really sad. Even though she was living by herself for a while, she was just super sad, you know, um, rightfully so. And at night, I would get creeped out because I felt like I could hear footsteps in the hallway. And I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> Go to the light. God damn it. So, um, uh, but I remember one time waking up and I could see that the rocking chair was moving. And I was like, hell no. And I told my mom I don't want to go over there anymore. So I wouldn't spend the night there. And I would visit my grandma all the time, but I was like, I can't spend the night here. But I didn't have the balls to be like, be like, yo, granny, like, your shit's haunted. Yeah. But, Fuck. but now she's gone too, so maybe they're, not, you know, pacing up and in the hallway together for eternity. Actually, speaking That's of true love. House, when my brother and I were little kids, and this, we saw the same thing twice, actually, apparently. Um... My brother and I grew up fighting about fucking everything. You know, he's, he's like a year and a half older than me. And it was like that dynamic of me trying to hang out with him. Like, no, you loser. And then we would fight and like that. I would cry. And, then, you know, and then he'd be like, don't tell mom, don't tell mom. And that stereotypical mm -hmm. relationship. But we were at my grandma's house and we kept fighting and we were screaming and shit. And then my grandma told my mom that all of a sudden she hears it go quiet and like, too quiet you know what I mean like going from ah, to silence she's like oh god what happened 
she comes upstairs, and then she finds my brother and I sitting on the couch, like like someone just yelled at us, like in trouble, you know? And she's like, what happened? And we both go, the old man yelled at us, and you told us to stop. And that old man. My mom, my, my, my grandma was like, what? Like, weird. Like, she didn't tell us this, but we were alone in the house with her at the time. And she said, the old man? What old man? And then we describe this old man to her. And she's like, oh my God. She runs to her room, grabs a picture, comes back and shows it to us. Is this the man you saw? That's the man. That's my grandpa who died, who we had never met before. Like ever. Ah! <laughs> Got you guys. And we both saw him at the same That's time. That's so creepy. Yeah. Uh-uh. Like crazy, crazy shit. I don't know. Do you think kids are able to see spirits better than adults? I think so because kids don't have, you know, kid, well, for one thing, kids still have an imagination, but kids don't have that sense of... I don't want to say reasoning because it's it's almost over reasoning things where you just try to just not as rational things and you just don't see the things that are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think like as adults, eventually you just stop giving up on that side of things, and you know you just oh this can't be real and you ignore it. But children, meanwhile, don't have that. So I do think they're more susceptible. Or it's like it's like animals. They, but they have an extra sense to them, you know what I mean? But animals can sense these things. And in the Polish uh, faith, <laughs> in the Polish tradition, um, they said that uh, at, at midnight on Christmas Eve, the animals can speak. Have you heard that before? No. So my, my grandfather, the Polish one, I called him Pop Pop. Hey, jak se masz? So, um, Very original, call him Pop Pop. <laughs> we call him Pop Pop, but Pop Pop, when he moved to... Uh, America, he and his family decided not to speak any Polish, to speak only English because they didn't want to be known as the, the Polish Polak family. The Polak family. The Polak family. <laughs> da, 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 da. So, um, uh, before he passed away, he had a bunch of like strokes and he had like crazy dementia and like he like reverted back to, I guess, an, a, an old uh, a version of himself because he only spoke Polish. And, um, but we, I didn't really grow up speaking any Polish in the household. Like he, I didn't know, I don't know much of it at all because he didn't teach us any. Um, he was almost like embarrassed of his, um, background. Um, but he was talking Polish and then, so I didn't understand what damn thing he was saying. And so like a, like a day or two before he passed away, I went, he was like bedridden. I went into his room and he like couldn't move at all. He was just like stucco, like in, you know, in, in, in bed talking nonsense but I walked into his room. He was like on his knees in his bed, his arms up, talking in like perfect English about the Garden of Eden. Of, of Eden. And I was so freaked out. And I was, he was talking about all this like biblical stuff and um, like with a lot of energy. And I was like, Dad! Oh <laughs> I ran downstairs. And so uh, I didn't, I wouldn't go back in the room after that. And he ended up passing away. And uh, I think on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Did he die on Christmas Eve? It might have been his moment of clarity where he knew that he was going. But I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to go nowhere in the... The Catholic Church is not like people like me. <laughs> I ain't got no business up in that, bitch. Hell no. Shit. Garden of Eden. I don't, I don't want no apples from nobody. I go apple picking at Whole Foods. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. Damn, that's crazy. 
Well, that's honestly, I've heard so many stories of people that pass away, and right before they pass away, they have these like moments of clarity. Where people, oh my god, they're getting better, and they call everybody, and then the next day they're dead. Oh, it's crazy. It's almost like they know. It's it's I don't know. Oh, that's the drugs. Crazy. Especially, I heard a lot with like Alzheimer's patients where they remember everything perfectly, you know, and then they they go. Oh, really? It's nuts. It's very sad, but it's nuts. It's it shows how powerful though the human body is and the human mind and whatever you know whatever energy it is we are it's more powerful than we give it credit you know it's like there's something that i don't know maybe it's so pop-up's wife my my grandma uh, my dad's mom before she passed away she um had a moment of clarity and she got up and she she asked about how everyone was doing she mentioned everyone by name like from oldest to youngest children and then grandchildren yeah that's crazy. and then and then my aunt Maji was like everyone's good um and then she died See? Not crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's almost—it's almost like you just get that chance to say your goodbyes, and you know, that's that's the best way to go if you think about it. Before I die, I'm gonna tell everyone in my hospital room. I'm like, guys, I've seen God, and it's share. <laughs> and then I'm gonna close my eyes. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make sure that Simo gets buried upside down with his ass sticking up, just so I can bury things down there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put flowers in his anus and then bury him like that like a cone. <laughs> Simo's corpse will be smiling. For I need time. a flag post. <laughs> oh, this oh, is convenient. Make it bigger. Make it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> take the black one. He loved that. Oh, <laughs> I gotta take it there. What well, you gotta take it there? <laughs> Once you go black, you never go back to a functioning sphincter. That's what they say. Sphincter right. just gave up. But on that note. <laughs> Enough spooky spooky. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Yeah. So I think we gotta get out of here. This was a fun episode though. I love spooky shit. So I look forward to next Halloween. Well, after today, Halloween season is done. And according to CVS and Reddit and Walmart and all that, it's officially Christmas season. It's Christmas season. So we'll see you next week for the Christmas episode. Yes. Of the Podcast. Now, can you motion us to get out of here? I motion to adjourn. And I second. And see you. Peace.